Hey there, Fletcher Malthings Overlanding here, and today I wanted to talk a little bit about overlanding and technology. I'm going to talk about technology in vehicles as it's been changing and improving. That's changed the way we do overlanding. Just general technology like GPS, communication, satellites, you know, Starlink, that kind of thing. And then the third part of this video is going to be how it's kind of influencing overlanding and where I think it's going. And if you're on YouTube, I'm curious to hear your thoughts too. So post up in the comments down below once you watch the video. If you're on the podcast, of course, you can always check the description down below for links to all my other social channels and come join the conversation wherever you want. But without further ado, let's get into overlanding and technology and where it's going. All right, so as I mentioned in the intro, today I'm talking about overlanding and technology. So let's break this up into the three sections that I mentioned. We've got vehicle technology, and everything is changing in 2024, and I will talk about that a little bit. Uh, we have technology just in general for overlanding gear and the support for the overlanding sort of lifestyle, if you will, because it's becoming so popular. There's more and more companies entering the market with new inventions and technologies all the time. And then third, kind of where I think that's all going to drive us, right? Where is that going to take us? So if you're curious about that stuff, if you want to learn more about that, let's dive into it. All right, so starting with vehicle technology, um, if you're watching on YouTube or if you're watching the video version of this on Spotify, I have a 2023 Nissan Frontier. This is the newest vehicle I've ever had. Obviously, it's 2023 right now. Um, but this is the newest, this is the first new vehicle that I've ever bought. I leased a car a long time ago that was new, and that's about it. But I mostly buy used vehicles. And there's a couple reasons for that. One, it's less expensive, right? I'm a budget guy. I like to save money wherever I can. Buying a slightly used vehicle saves you a ton of money and gets you a ton of value versus buying a new vehicle, generally speaking. I also like the old school kind of approach. Like I will say my old Frontier was so much simpler. Like if something goes wrong on this thing, I'm probably in big trouble versus on the old truck. It was a much simpler sort of truck to work on. It was easier to change things. It was easier to do maintenance and things like that. That is one of the nice things about this new truck. And part of why I bought a new truck though, is that aside from all the technology stuff like lane sensing and adaptive crews and you know parking assists and that kind of thing it's still a lot of the old truck that's why i really like the frontier is it's still kind of an old school type of truck even though it's got some of the bells and whistles and the nice you know techie stuff on it it's still really similar to the last generation of truck when I mentioned earlier that 2024 is changing everything, what I mean by that is the new Tacoma is going to a turbocharged four-cylinder packed with tech, right? Packed with a ton of built-in factory modifications like bigger tires, like winch mounts in the bumper, you know, steel bumpers and things like that around in the Trail Hunter edition. There seems to be a bigger and bigger support from OEM vehicle manufacturers for the, uh, you know, hobby of overlanding or off-roading, that kind of thing. The Ford Ranger is getting upgrades. The Chevy Colorado is getting upgrades. But they're all going to a higher tech, you know, uh, smaller displacement, turbocharged four-cylinder in most cases. And that, to me, I don't want to seem like a, you know, like a curmudgeon or like somebody that just hates technology or change. But at least right now, that, to me, scares me a little bit in regards to reliability, in regards to simplicity. Again, eventually we're going to get so far away from the simplicity of like a good old V6 motor with a five or six speed automatic transmission or better yet, a five or six speed manual transmission, right? 
to where everything is so complex and so crazy that we're going to have more problems, more frequent problems, and we're going to have less of an ability to work on them. So that's kind of the downside of technology and vehicles. Now here's the upside. I bought this truck right before I went to Wyoming in July. I know I mentioned that a lot in the podcast, sorry, but that is that was a two-week-long trip, so it was a big sort of endurance test. It was the longest overlanding trip I've been on in my life, and I took it in this truck. And after overlanding for four or five years in an older 05 Xterra and an 08 Titan swapped Frontier, swapping to this thing was a night and day difference. So here's some of the benefits of the new technology, right? Adaptive cruise. I was in a group, there were four of us, not having to constantly kick off the cruise, kick on the cruise as we had to slow down. Being in a convoy, the adaptive cruise is a really nice addition that can reduce driver fatigue. It can make the trip a lot more fun. It's a lot easier on you, especially because we had to drive about 21 hours each way out to Wyoming from where I live in Indiana and back. So just that trip out and back, that truck was night and day difference from driving my old truck, which would have been kind of a both hands on the wheel, you know, you're getting 10 miles to the gallon. You're just, you know, it's kind of a scary, scarier vehicle to drive on that kind of a long distance trip and a more exhausting one too, right? So we were able to do 11, 12 hour days in these newer vehicles with the more comfortable seats and the better technology just because of the technology, right? So there are definitely some pros to that too. Another one that I just mentioned was miles per gallon, right? So finally, Nissan from 05 through 2019 basically had the exact same four liter six cylinder and the exact same five speed automatic in it. And they were great. It was a great motor and transmission combination, but it was a five speed. And especially when you tighten swap it and put it on 35s like my old truck, I was getting 10 miles per gallon no matter what I did. This thing, on the way out to Wyoming before I went to the bigger tires that I have on it now, if you don't modify it too much, was getting 19, 20 miles to the gallon. That makes a big difference, right? And you don't have to be like, oh, if you're worried about gas mileage, I'm not worried about it. Yes, it costs me more money. The more gas I have to put in this thing, the more money it costs me to go on a trip, right? So there is a cost concern there too. But more importantly, just the farther I can get, the farther I can go, the less I have to stop for gas, the less I have to fill back up for gas, right? Like today I drove down to Hoosier National Forest. I was already a quarter tank down in my truck. I drove all the way down here and I still have a half a tank. In my old truck, I would have been under a quarter tank in that same trip. It would have taken twice as much gas, right? So then I would have actually been nervous to drive in here and then get back out with enough gas. I probably would have stopped and filled up with gas on the way in just because I was like, man, I'm real low, right? But with this truck, I can probably get all the way home before I even have to fill up with gas because it just gets better gas mileage. Um, some of the other tech stuff like the better seats in this truck, they greatly improved the seats and they have these like anti-grav seats or whatever they're called that... Um, reduce driver fatigue again. They make it more comfortable. I have heated seats. I have a heated steering wheel. Tomorrow morning when it's 30 degrees and raining, it's going to feel really nice to get in that truck. I'm going to be more refreshed. I'm going to be ready to go. I'm going to be awake, right? Uh, I'm not going to be miserable in the truck. I'm going to be happy. So it increases your comfort. It increases your ability to drive longer distances. You can get farther with MPGs. And some of the times those tech things, while annoying in some instances, can actually be nice like the adaptive cruise and stuff. All right, so that's vehicles, right? So with the new tech, definitely does come some pros and some advantages, even though a lot of us are like, oh, I miss my simple old truck. There are some things that do uh, come across as benefits to the newer vehicles and the newer technology. Not to mention reliability, which I didn't even touch on, but that is a huge factor. And part of why I bought the new truck too is just, I wanted to just have a new truck with warranty that I didn't have to worry about as much. So now let's dive into technology in the overlanding space. You've got Starlink now. You've got Starlink Mobile on the go where you could literally strap it to the roof of your truck and you could have full internet and basically like a satellite phone wherever you go. 
which is amazing. And that totally changes things too, right? Like how many times have you been out in the middle of nowhere? Maybe you're navigating just with your Google Maps or just with your phone. You lose reception. You didn't download your maps beforehand. And all of a sudden you're kind of like, uh-oh, I can't get out of here right now. You're like paper mapping it to try and figure out how to get out of that place. Whereas now with the better technology, with all this satellite technology and more satellites going up in the sky, Starlink, things like that, we boost, you know, cell phone boosters, which I have one of those and it, it works wonders. It's a great device. Uh, I'll put a card up here to the video on that. If you're curious about it, if you want to know more about that, I did an actual like test out here in the woods uh, just to sort of see if it actually worked and it really does. But stuff, all that stuff, in my opinion, is making this better because Yes, on one hand, I do want to be out here and I want to be away from everybody. But if something, an emergency were to happen or something, you know, came up with my kids, for example, and I needed to be gotten a hold of so that I could get on the road and get home, it's nice to at least have the option to connect. And if you want to disconnect, then don't get the technology stuff, right? But if you do want to connect, there are options now, thanks to technology, where you can still get a hold of people. You can still get your stuff out, your texts out, get your calls out. And I think that that's really neat. Same with like the Zolio devices or the Garmin inReach type devices. From a safety standpoint, when I was in Wyoming, we were out in the middle, you know, 60, 80 miles from the nearest town. If something would have happened, if someone would have gotten hurt or, you know, somebody would have broken down, in most cases, you might be in trouble. You might be, you know, hitching a ride with somebody else or hiking it out or, you know, something like that. Whereas nowadays, even in those situations, worst case scenario, you may have like an SOS button or something that you can hit to get someone to come and help if something terrible happens. And I think that's definitely a pro, right? Like there are definitely some pros to it. Some of the downsides are then again, similar to like the tech of the truck and stuff. You have to learn it all. You have to remember things you have. There's more complexity that comes with it. So you're losing a little bit of that minimalist approach, which I mentioned on an earlier podcast. The more complexity that you add, sometimes it can be worse. But on the other hand, from a safety standpoint, I think it's better. I think that there are a lot of benefits to being able to stay connected if you want to while still going out and enjoying nature. That's a nice option to have, and the technology is improving that for all overlanders. And you don't have to take advantage of it if you don't want to, right? Um, post up in the comments down below if you're on YouTube and you want to talk about that. I'd love to hear if you have different thoughts on that. But so finally, let's kind of wrap this up with where do I think it's going? You know, I think that probably most vehicles are going to go to some sort of like a forced induction, smaller displacement motor type setup, or even hybrid. I'm definitely pretty bullish on thinking that there are going to be some hybrid powertrains coming out. A lot of people are very reticent or very, you know, resistant to that idea. I personally think it's a good thing. Like if I could get this Frontier literally exactly the way that it is now, but with, you know, Nissan's existing hybrid system that they've got in some of their Infinities and some of their Nissans and stuff, and instead of getting... 380, 400 miles to a tank, I could get 550 or 600 miles to a tank. Let's go, right? Like, I mean, even everybody goes, well, the batteries will die. Okay, well, then in eight, 10 years, whenever the batteries die, then it's just a frontier again, right? Like, it's not a big deal. It's like old Priuses still run. They just aren't as efficient. They aren't quite as battery augmented as they were before. That's why I'm kind of more excited about the idea of like a hybrid situation with the vehicles versus like a forced induction. Let's just put a tiny four cylinder with a big turbo on it because then you have reliability issues and things like that. With the hybrid systems, they've been around now for 25 years, you know, prominent for 25 years. I mean, the Priuses came out in like the mid late nineties, I think. So they've been around for a long time They're, I mean, it's old tech at this point. But if it can increase efficiency and let me get farther out and let me have to take less fuel with me, then I think that's a good thing on the vehicle side. On the tech side too, like I'm kind of excited about Starlink. I don't really want to pay all that money for the Starlink and I don't really want to pay for the monthly subscription. But if by some miracle someday I was able to do this full time or something and I wanted to travel and work, that's super exciting to me, right? Like I love the idea of, again, 
I know a lot of you are going to go to the comments and say, if you want to overland, you shouldn't even be on the internet. I get it. And like right now, I'm out here in the middle of nowhere. I have no reception. I'm reading a book. I'm sitting here and I'm making podcasts for you guys, right? And it's really nice to just be disconnected from everything and sort of away from the stresses of life and work and things like that, right? But imagine if you could come out here for like three or four days at a time and work from here. Imagine if I could be sitting in this chair around a fire, cooking my own food off the back of my truck, but doing my job from a computer right here because I had Starlink. That's kind of where I'm going with it is instead of us all being like, oh, you shouldn't have internet when you go out overlanding. Where I'm kind of going with it is if I had internet everywhere, then I could go overlanding more, you know? So I'm not on it. I'm not going to get on it to check my Instagram. I'm not going to get on it to post stuff, but I might get on it to like send an email or do like some work stuff and sit in my rooftop tent and get some work done, you know? And maybe then I could come out here on a Thursday and go camping Thursday night and Friday night and Saturday night and do a three night camping trip instead of having to wait till late Friday afternoon when work's done to leave. So I think there's a lot of exciting opportunities coming from both vehicle technology and just general, you know, industry technology. And I'm excited about all of it. So I hope you guys are too. And again, if you're on YouTube, post up in the comments. Let me know your thoughts. Do you think I'm right? Do you have other opinions? I'd love to hear from you guys. If you're on the podcast and you enjoyed it, leave a five-star review. That helps a ton. Also in the description below for everybody will be links to all my other social channels. So if you like the podcast and you want to come hang out on Facebook and follow along, see pictures and stuff, Instagram, TikTok. I've got a TikTok. I don't do a ton on there, but I'm starting to do more and do some shorts and stuff. So that is a good place to go too. Definitely check those links out. Also in the description below is a link to my website where I've got uh, overlanding and camping patches and stickers. So if you're into that kind of stuff, check that out. And then last but not least, there's a link to my Patreon page. We've got a 24-7 Discord. We do a once a month call on Zoom, which is a lot of fun. And we're planning a trip for early 2024. So lots of fun stuff to come there. And then there's also the Newbie Overlanders Facebook page. Totally free to join. Tons of awesome people there. If you're newer to overlanding or camping and you want to learn stuff, or if you want to come and help newer people, that's a great place to be. And we'd love to have you. But again, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time.